the Tulsa Music Stream. And now, your hosts, Scott and Jenna Squires. You want the dirt on rock and roll? You got it. How you doing, my friend? Good. How are you doing, Jenna? We are great. Thank you so much for coming on with us tonight. It's so great to see your smiling face here on Tulsa Music oh, Stream. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. Man, it's our pleasure. It's our pleasure. We have a lot to get into. What a fascinating and amazing story you have, Mark, and, and it's going to be exciting to get into. I wanted to let you know we had your... Um, your kick-ass guitar player on here a couple weeks ago and he was telling us stories about just how what a great time he's having being in the bullet boys with you tell us real quick about what what the what these guys bring to the bring to the band you've got ira you've got brad and fred tell us what they bring to the band not just as musicians but also as your uh, cohorts and and just buddies to hang out with and do do this bullet boys thing with are you guys having a great time before I even get into that, I just want to say happy birthday to you because yeah! I know it's your birthday. You and are the want, man. And real, real quick, I just want to, I have to do this because I have to do this with all my friends. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jenna. Happy birthday to you. That's it, guys. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. It's over. It's over. Oh, <laughs> you just made my night. Thank you so much. Oh, you're, oh, no problem. Isn't that like a, it, you, don't you have to do that a lot on like Cameo or, or the, what's it called? That little, was it Cameo? Well, people you know, pay for that. I know, I know a lot of people are on Cameo, and, but I am not. I do have a Cameo site, but, um, you know, I don't know. I'm a kind of like a lone wolf kind of character. Um, I'm a little gun shy with people sometimes. I know it seems a little strange, but I am a little bit. Uh, uh, and I don't know, just sometimes I have a hard time dealing with stuff like that, cameo yeah. and I some of the it. different things that are, you know, I I love being online and, and uh, of course, but just, I don't know, just sometimes it's a little weird. I, I think that I would much rather meet somebody in person sure. and have a chat with them. You well, know? that's that's how we used to do it back in the day, and I think we do need more of that for sure. So I'm I'm with you all the way. I I do uh, want to get back to that that question because I just think this this current lineup looks like it's having such a good time together. It looks like you guys are gelling and you're kicking ass on stage. And just tell us, yeah, I I know it. Uh, you know, you put it together, um, and it seems like it's going well. Ira kind of told us the story about how he got with you. It was you know done pretty quickly, and you guys got gelled quickly but what do they bring to the band as musicians and then as your friends well i would say more as my friends and um i took a lot of heat when the original band wasn't able to continue and uh, i learned a lot from that and one of the things i did learn is that um people can say a lot of different things about you but they can never take away your talent right and something that god gave you so one of the things that uh, that God did give me was really great intuition with people. Um, I love Brad, Ira, and Fred. You have no idea how much I care for them mm. as people and human beings. Forget even the music business and uh, music and uh, you know, bands in general. They're just amazing. I mean, and then on top of it, you know, they're just these amazing musicians. And <laughs> the best thing about that is that. I've worked with a lot of great musicians and I've been really blessed to be around some amazing musicians in, um, in this crazy ass business. Mm. But when you're 
able to take something that just catastrophically dissolved into nothing yeah. and to bring it back um, with heart, uh, love, kindness, badassery. Uh, it, it just, it's, it's, a, it's amazing, you know, for yeah. all intents and purposes, the band should have been done. Yeah. But um, I've known Ira for many, many years. I have a lot of respect for him as a musician, uh, as a person first, but as a musician, uh, we have more talks about just life in general than, than music a lot of times. But, sure. you know, he asked me, he said, listen, you know, and uh, Jessica, uh, Jessica Chase, his uh, his wife. Yes. Yeah. You know, asked me to, you know, what do you think about putting something back together, but with, you know, kind of like a mini superstar band with some great musicians. So there was a lot of musicians that came in that wanted to play. And um, I was a little bit in a weird headspace, you know, but I really trusted Ira and I don't trust that many people in this business. And mm -hmm. I really, really trusted him because his intentions were, um, were in a really, really great place as far as um, where, where he thought the band should be and where I thought the band should be too. Uh, we were in congruence in our thought pa pattern and, and the future of the band. So we were able to just take that and, and roll with it. And, yeah. you know, and then there were all these different drummers and, you know, looking at all these different bids of these amazing drummers. And um, I always had one in mind that I used to just love to watch him play at the, um, at the whiskey jams, uh, the ultimate jam sessions that uh, Jessica and uh, Chuck, Jessica Chase and Chuck Wright put on at the whiskey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they have some amazing musicians that come through there. And one of them was Fred. And uh, he was just, I don't know, I just felt this amazing, his, he has an amazing soul and that's really important to me yeah. um, as far as his skills. But as a drummer, I just thought that he was could go from playing anything from jazz to uh, jazz fusion to thrash to rock and roll to you know latino based you know rhythms and, and what have you but he was just this great drummer so i said man if we could get freddie you know the, the band would you know just be like you have to have that a uh, foundation and he was yes. an amazing foundation yeah. um and then who i call my secret weapon would be rad brad lang uh, <laughs> i don't even want to get into talking about because he doesn't like it he's such an amazing sweet soul he does not like or take compliments very well he's like ah, i just pushed them off you know nah, nah, just right. want to hear it you know but he's uh definitely my, uh the band's secret weapon he is uh, an amazing uh and stellar musician his vocal ability is uncanny um I, I i feel like you know like i have this really amazing team uh with me and we're all we all have one goal and it's to to be to put on amazing shows with all kinds of love and to bring shows and a performance to um, our fans and to new fans. Cause you know, there's a lot of, you know, I don't want to, I don't, as you know, uh, from maybe hearing some of my interviews before, I, I, I don't want to get into the, um, I don't like to get into mudslinging or putting down other musicians because that's, uh, right. that's not why I'm here. Right. Um, I'm here to spread love and to do what I do in my band. But that's the thing that we all have in common is that we, the show is really important to us. Um, <clears throat> we are not uh, a big finance band. Uh, we don't travel with techs or, or tour managers or um, anything like that. Yeah. Any type of guitar uh, techs or what have you. We do everything our own, very uh, punk rock style, punk and roll. And I think that people see that and they have a lot of admiration for that. 
uh, that were out there. And I always tell that I, I always tell this to my fans, family, and friends: we're not here for us; we're there for you. Right. Yeah. So I want people to really know that that's really important these days because um, um, I think there should be more of us that are more giving and more real and more realistic in this time. So in answer yeah. to your question, uh, they've taken the band to such a high level for me um, with what we're doing and taking the older songs and revamping them and uh, making them heavier, uh, bringing more uh, passion into the songs. Yeah, um, It's at a whole different level and uh, they're just amazing people. And, and <laughs> like I said, you know, whatever, I, I don't want to be working with anybody uh, besides uh, the four of us. Uh, we have an amazing camaraderie together uh, when we're on the road, even when, Things don't really go our way. We laugh it off and we make fun of it. And you know, I, I haven't been around a group of guys that that you know have that kind of heart. You know, yeah. and we're no. not we're, for people that think that we're out there making uh, Guns and Roses money. And no, no disrespect to them because I love them, but that's not the case here. Sure, uh, we're doing this for the love of our fans and for the love of our music and and to the best of our ability to do what we can, but uh, what we have financially. Right. Now, now you, uh, you know, you guys did try to do the reunion and then COVID hit and, you know, that shut a lot of things down and, and, you know, when it did get, I guess you guys tried to put it back out there and it just didn't work out. And you said that, you know, people uh, blamed you for it and they attacked you online and everything, you know, and you wanted to end the band. Um, what made you just go, you know what, I can't, I can't take all of that negativity and, and shut my world down just because of it. I know, I know it's tough and, and there's a lot of bullying going on online and everything, but what made you just go, just forget all that noise and just Rise push, above push, it. push forward. Yeah. Uh, a lot of lone, a lot of lonely nights. Hmm. Um, the loss of a lot of true friends that I thought were my real friends. Um, alienation, being ostracized by people that I thought really loved me. Um, and sometimes, well, all the times, you know, I have, I have a lot of faith and people will say whatever, what have you about it. I'm, I'm not here to judge anybody, but I'm just saying where I, where I'm coming from my heart. Sometimes God puts you into situations and puts you by yourself so you can learn about not only yourself, but about him. Yes. And I think that a lot of the times, me personally, um, I uh, spent a lot of time chasing uh, this dream of, of being in a rock band and successful and not really being a rock star because uh, I, I just hate that, that word. I just detest that word. Mm -hmm. um, but being a great musician, uh, writing songs that people will sing for a lifetime, uh, that's really important to me. So. I think I'm straying away from whatever we're saying. What we're no, going to, no, but, that's um, great. That's but great. I think what you know, being alone. Um, I went through uh, a couple of really bad things in my personal life, but I would say the thing that kept me grounded to keep on continuing was my father, who passed away um, almost I, over a year and a half ago from mm -hmm. COVID. Now he did, one of the last, was he was he in ninety one? Yes. Wow. One of the last things he told me, and he would always, you know, I, I, I can't tell you how bad I miss him, y'all. I mean, mm. it's just like he was mm. so hard on me growing up, but taught me so much, and I wouldn't have ever have it any other way. 
But the one thing that he always told me, don't ever quit. Whatever mm. you do, don't ever quit. It's great I don't advice. care what's going on. I don't care what they're saying about you. It doesn't matter. Don't ever quit. I want to tell you, Mark, as I we've promised been... Him, I promised yeah. him when he was passing away, y'all, that, that I wouldn't quit. And I... uh, one of the last conversations, a couple last conversations, he was telling me about different things. And, uh, you know, one of the things that he admired, but my dad never really... Uh, it's most dads that when you grow up with hard fathers, um, they don't really shower you with admiration, but they love you uh, in, a, in, in a tough love type of way. And he never, never always, never told me, you know, how, you know, oh, you're so talented and I'm so proud of you, blah, blah, blah. But he would always just tell me in ways because he was an amazing musician in his own right. And, you know, he was a trombonist for Stan Kenton's orchestra. I played with Frank Sinatra's orchestra. And, the list goes on and on and on, but uh, comes from a different school. But that's the one thing he always told me: don't quit. So I didn't. I really kind of wanted to. <laughs> sure, sure. You you bring him up. You came from a very very uh, musical and very versatile background. I mean, you, both of your parents were very musical, so you've always been surrounded by music, to my understanding. And and what I kind of want to ask you about yes. is. From an early age, um, you know, as you're growing and maturing and kind of developing your own talents, who were the artists and the singers back then that just made you want to sing and play and, and get to the top level of your talent? My mom and my dad. Right on. Right on. My mom was, was uh, an amazing uh, singer. Uh, my mother used to put on shows to the Alley City School District, uh, would go out and sing and bring um, different amazing dancers uh, that perform Mexican folklorico uh, dancing and music, and she would go and sing different stuff from um, jazz, from jazz to contemporary for the for the kids in in uh, a lot of the high schools. Yeah. So I mean, my mom's voice was always like wow. Uh, but <laughs> also my sister, my eldest sister, uh, her voice was just phenomenal. She, she went. When she was in high school, she was already getting letters from the uh, from the Met in New York uh, to have her come and sing as a first soprano there wow. for the New York Metropolitan Opera. So, I come from a family of amazing musicians, um, so I was very blessed that way. But as far as like other people than my family, I was really lucky to grow up with R and B artists. Um, I'm kind of like an R&B rock and roll guy who sings metal, and but I'm not really a metal singer, you know. Sure. I, I don't think I am, you know. But uh, uh, I'm more of a soul rock and roll singer. Uh, but uh, I would say the records I really, really listened to, and and, and I was listening to 45s at the time, and yeah. I'm still into mine too. Probably would be uh, the legendary and the great Stevie Wonder. Motown. Um, yes, always Motown. Mm -hmm. um, Oh my gosh, Gladys Knight, um, young Michael Jackson. Um, uh, but then, you know, I'm a big, huge Creedence Clearwater Revival fan. Those were, like, if you want to really go back, back, you know, yeah. John Fogarty's voice was just, you know, was just amazing to me. I just like, it was just like so soulful and just real. Um, Marvin Gaye. Yes. Um, oh my gosh, uh, Sam Cooke. 
My Man, my mom just... always had Barry White on and uh, oh gosh, you know, yeah, you know Chuck, not Real. Chuck Berry, but um, let's see Barry White and Al Green. Oh yeah, I mean I, oh, I was yeah. I was raised on all of the R and B stuff, and you know it's I got really R&B. into it as well. Yeah, definitely. But and then I, on top of yeah. On top of that, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Just but before I lose my thought, on top of that, you know, I'm listening to the Beatles hardcore. Yeah. Um, listening to Zeppelin, you know, like my eldest sister, she's listening to a lot of different stuff. Um, uh, what's the other thing? She's just, I mean, so I a lot of punk rock music um, because where I grew up, it's a very punk rock based kind of city. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I would say Alton John, hugely. Um, but then. The other side of me, I grew up listening to a lot of jazz and Latin jazz. So um, there's so many other artists that I've listened to also that would that it's so weird. I grew up like in this melting pot of music. So and yeah. so it, it's really hard to explain. But Tom no. Jones is a really big. I, yeah. mean, was really, I love Tom Jones. He was just oh, my gosh. You know, great. Like, was so cool. And of course, the. The uh, the Godfather of Soul, uh, Mr. James Brown, was course, a huge yeah. influence on me. Of course, that has to be a lot where you get your 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 growls and your your kind of your yells oh, yeah. that you have, you know. That's oh, good stuff. And it, you know, and, and oh, I, I never you. knew how great of a guitar player you 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 are. Um, you know, oh, you're a great you front man. man. I love the way you dress. You you have the look, the moves, the dance moves, but Thank seeing you. you play guitar. And with your with Mo with your Motown band, yeah, uh, Cagney one, and the Dirty Rats, right there. Cagney and the Dirty Rats, yes, sir. Oh my God, <laughs> you had some moves. <laughs> oh, we had a blast. I, I, I'm, you know, I still am very proud of that. I am part of the Motown family and always will be. And um, that was one of the greatest experiences in my music career, to be quite honest with you. You had the moves. You got kick moves, and, and you're doing all these like little fancy dances and everything. <laughs> it's an amazing song oh, because you know hey, you, you you go back and you listen to some some a lot of musicians' older videos, and they're off key or it's like a really bad audio or something's you know oh, out gosh. of tune. You guys were in tune, <laughs> yes. and you had the moves down, and everything was just like great. It was. Indeed. Yeah, no AT, no auto tune back in the day, you know. No. So back, the, you have to really sing and you have to really dance. And um, I got to give full credit to Motown, and I thank uh, the great Carrie uh, Gordy Jr. and Barry Gordy and Benny Medina for signing me when I was really, really young, and teaching me a lot of what I learned uh, and what how I perform today, um, how I dress, everything. And you know, being part of the Motown family is like I can't even tell you. It, it makes me very emotional because they taught me everything. We taught me everything that I thought I already knew. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came in there very like, yeah, I know what's going on. Woo. <laughs> oh, I, thought it was, I thought it was so rad, you know, and, and I was like, <laughs> boy, they schooled me so quick, man. I can't even tell you. I mean, like some of the first sessions uh, that would sit around, you know, walk me in and when you with Motown, they walk in and there's di- different rooms and everybody's back in the day, everybody's writing in these little rooms, the panel's going, someone's, someone's writing, right? So it was just the work ethic and what you were talking about, those moves and different things, we rehearsed six days a week from 10 o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock at night. Whew. We took a lunch break and that was it. Wow. That's the type of how would you say work ethic that I learned in the Motown way. And I still approach it today in the same way, Mm. especially in the studio. Um, It's got to be right. 
It's got to yeah. be the show uh, live. It's got to be right. We got to. There's got to be a show. Um, there's got to be. You know, I don't know. There's. I, I've never been a person to sit and look at my watch and my boots on stage. Yeah, I guarantee you that work ethic is why you've had a career as long as you've had. And we certainly, certainly give you props for that. I'm going to shift well, gears you. on you a little bit because you got to understand sure. the people here in Oklahoma are super excited for what's going oh. down a week from tonight. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about this. We're going to put up this Rocklahoma flyer mm-hmm. and you guys are playing uh, the Thursday night uh, pre-party and you've yes. got your, your set is at 8.05 now. I don't know, Mark. I don't think you've ever done a pre-party, but I want to tell you something. The pre-parties are off the hook because everyone is full of energy and they are ready to go. And you guys are going to have an amazing time. Talk a little bit about Rocklahoma. I know you've done it before. You guys were there in 07. Ah, uh, yes, 07. That was, that was a magical year. What, what are Give us some thoughts Absolutely. and memories about Rocklahoma. Oh, my gosh. Um, before the memories, I just want to tell everybody, we are going to come and destroy Yes. Rock yes. 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 And bring a party like y'all haven't seen from SoCal in a long time. Hell and yeah. I got to tell all y'all this right now. I love you so much and I am so excited to come back there. I was in the original Rocklahoma as one of the artists that I was very blessed to be. But this is a big thing for me and the band. We're going to go and blow the roof off this place. And I hope everybody brings their drinking stomachs and their dancing <laughs> shoes. Because it's going to be on. Yeah. Let's get this party started for real. I, I promise you it's going to be on. <laughs> yeah. That You gave me goosebumps because, I mean, it's coming up. It's a week. Everybody oh. waits all year long for this thing to go down, and here we are a week away. It's going to be great. Oh, my you know, gosh. I, I met you at Rocklahoma 07, and you just got off stage. And you were walking, you had your white pants on, and then you, you were carrying your guitar. Ah! And uh, and you had, you had your uh, bandana. And I, I said, hey, Mark. It's like, um, back in, uh, I think it was 97 or 94 or 95 or something like that, we opened up for, uh, for you, with you guys in Wichita, Kansas, at a place called Rock Island. And uh, you had this big mic stand with a tire on it. And you would bounce yes. it up and down, and I thought it was the coolest <laughs> mic stand ever. And I was like, "Where's your, where's your tire? Uh, you had it last time I saw you had a." a, a oh, that's a, right, I do remember that. And, and you yeah. turned around and you said, "Well, now I have this big guitar." <laughs> <laughs> replaced it. You replaced the big tire with the big guitar. Yeah, right on. That was, I thought that was the most coolest comeback. Oh my gosh, I dude, I wish I had that that mic stand still. That thing, you know, myself and um, Lonnie's, um, Lonnie Vincent's little brother, uh, may he rest in peace, we came up with this idea of making this this tire, like the mic stand bottom and the whole thing. We thought it was so rad. Uh, <laughs> and it was, but we'd have to bolt it in and, and the piping was like motorcycle piping. So <laughs> this thing would always get loose, break, and then we couldn't, we couldn't weld it because it was aluminum. <laughs> oh right. my gosh. I think one day he just got in and threw it in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh my God. But no, I'm sorry. That, that, that was a story, but yeah, no, man, listen, um, what the original band, I, I didn't play guitar and it, it would really irk me that I wasn't allowed to play guitar, mm. uh, because we supposedly wanted to be this four piece band. And I understand yeah. that that's all good and I get it. But if we would have played a little, 
brought my guitar playing in too, I think it would have changed the, 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 the dichotomy of the group. And I think it would have been for the better. Uh, but, or who knows, it might have been for the worse. But now I'm playing guitar and I've been playing guitar for many, many years. Um, I played and, start, and started some amazing, and been in some amazing bands before Bullet Boys playing guitar. So um, yeah, a lot of times people don't really know that about me, that I uh, can sling the ax and uh, do a little chicken picking too. You certainly can. And I, you know, I'm hoping tonight we get into some stuff that you don't get to talk about very much, but we're inevitably, we're going to hit some stuff that you have probably told repeatedly, but I always like to assume that maybe some people watching have never heard the story. You had to Jenna, really anything for your birthday, honey. <laughs> don't think about it. Okay. Well, I, I <laughs> this is Stop good. It's your birthday. <laughs> How, on, how long? How long you got, Mark? <laughs> no, Woo! no, no. Let's get Girl, into this. <laughs> let's get into this about your your close calls back in the day. It's Woo! another it's another testimony to your resilience and your your you know father instilling in you to never give up. Tell oh, the people who haven't heard the story. Sometimes I'm going, why? Why? I'm like, I, want I to know. Give up. Ah. I no, know. But I'm glad we're we're all glad Lord. you didn't. Talk <laughs> about the thing with Ozzy, man. Tell tell the story about how you were going to be Ozzy Osbourne's guitar player, but it didn't quite pan out. Tell us that story. I got a call at eight o'clock in the morning from Greg Jeffria from Angel, who was my mentor, who basically kind of brought me into this crazy business when I was very very young. Um, and I was living with my mother still, my mother and father. And I, uh, my mom actually woke me up and she goes, it's Greg on the phone. She goes, he woke me up. I was like, oh shit. So I get the phone. Literally, she's not like, really pissed. So I get on the phone, what's going on? Hey, get your ass over here. Get your ass to my house, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, it's like eight o'clock in the morning. He goes, I don't care. Bring your guitar and come up to my house. He goes, you got that little amp too? I was like, yeah. He goes, bring everything. I can't tell you why, just come up to my house. <clears throat> so literally got up, got ready, jumped in my ride, drove up to Greg's house. And right before I walk in, he opens up the screen door and he closes the door behind me and goes, hey, listen, Ozzy and Sharon are here and you're going to audition for Ozzy's band and he wow. really wants to see you today. I was like, you're kidding me. I go, so, okay, cool. So I walk in and there or not, there's Ozzy and Sharon. Wow. And uh, I know it sounds really trippy, but, you know, and he, he goes, nice to meet you. Oh my God, you know, blah, 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 blah. Can you play something for me? Do you know any of my songs? And I said, Yes, of course I know your songs. So I um, started playing Over the Mountain, and he was just like freaking out, like mm. just like going losing it. And Sharon was like, She was like, Oh my God, like, you know, so I was playing, and you know, and um, do you know any other ones? So I think I played Suicide Solution or something. And then, wow. Um, and then I, what, what was the other? I think I can't remember the one I, I played, uh, the other one. Oh, what's the other one? Gosh darn. Never Say Die. Wow. Okay, because oh, wow. I love that song. Yeah. Okay. So he goes, hold on, stop. And I stop. He goes, all the rest of them were great, mate. I detest that song. Oh. okay. I go, I'm sorry. Goes, no, don't ever be sorry. I just don't like that song. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so it's like, what's <laughs> <laughs> so it's like okay sure it's like like he's like give me the thumbs up and he goes you know we started chatting for a little bit and then um it was just a, it was just really great he he was so sweet and so kind and sharon was so be so beautiful and sweet and he says how would you like to you know 
play guitar with you know for my band I, i'm looking for somebody and you know your guitar skills are incredible and greg was right and he goes you know what band are you playing and what are you doing so i just tell him and i was doing a little bit so that's kind of like how it started how i met him mm. and from then we we went um I went from there to pick up some equipment, so he bought me some guitars uh, through Charvel, and I had a really great relationship with Charvel and um, back in the day with Grover Jackson. And I told Grover that I, you know, that I was going to be playing with Ozzy, and he just freaked out. He's oh my god, blah blah blah. So wow. I goes, when are you going to come down? So we went down there and we picked, I picked up a couple of guitars, and Ozzy went with me. It was uh, really just. It's just like a dream, you know, when I think about it still, it's just kind of like, maybe it never happened, but it did happen. When <laughs> right. Was, you know? But I rehearsed with the band for about, I would say about about, about a month at SIR, and uh, I thought I was thrown down pretty well. Um, Rudy Sarso was also in the band, and uh, Tommy Aldridge, um, and, uh, you know, for all intents and purposes, Rudy was just such a sweetheart and yes. very kind to me, and uh, because he, he would tell me though, like, I don't think we're like really ready. We're all still, um, you know, suffering through Randy's death, Mark. Yeah. You know, so I'm glad that you're here, but you know, I was so young man. So he, it would, they were still had that. And I remember Ozzy sitting in front of me, right? Like right in front of me when I'm playing, uh, rehearsals and it's a little nerve wracking, you know, sure. when, you know, the great and powerful Oz is staring right at you and yeah. all eyes are on you. But, Eventually, I, I thought I, had, I, you know, I thought I did well. I thought I was in a band. We're gonna go blah blah blah. We were supposed to go out to England, start a tour in Europe, and and this is the true. This is a true story. I'm not embellishing it on it, anyways. So I remember getting ready, and I was at, of course, my parents' house, and I had all my stuff, and they were supposed to pick me up in the morning. So I was all ready. I had my bags back. The morning passes. Ten o'clock, twelve o'clock, one o'clock. No ride. No nothing. No phone call. Nothing. Uh, Went into the next day. I still have my stuff, ready to go. Nothing there. No phone call, nothing. Mm. I'm like, well, what the hell is going on? I mean, you know, I got a little worried. I go, maybe something happened with them or what have you. So on the third day, I get a call, and it was Sharon, and she wanted to talk to my mom, and she eventually talked to me, but I had my mother handed me the phone. She said, listen, darling, we love you, but we're, we're going to go with another guitar player out here. Mm. Uh, we just feel like you're too young. You're, you're incredible talent. Ta you're incredibly talented, and we love you. But, but it, we just need somebody that you know. Ozzy still feels like you're too young, and it kind of reminds him of his relationship with Randy, and because and it's just this weird thing. Like, but I could understand it. Yeah. And so they ended up picking up a guitarist by the name of Bernie Torme. Yeah. Sure. And uh, Bernie Torme did the, the tour, and then I think there's a lot of other people that came in and auditioned. Some whoever else got the gig, but. That's basically the story. So heartbreaking, yeah, man. How, and, and how, I yeah, would be ahead. so crushed. Yeah, and, that's and, what I was going to say. You know, doing, re doing research on you, I heard multiple uh, interviews where you tell this story, and each one is just as heartbreaking as the next. And mm. it just keeps getting worse and worse. Oh, and, it was and, and, brutal. I mean, I, dude. I, I trip out still, you know, like it, it, it but you know, y'all, it, it, it drove me to become what. I did with the Bullet Boys. Right. Uh, I don't think if those things ever happened to me, I don't. I, and it, it, they were crushing. They were just crushing defeats. And I, I'm a big sports guy, so I don't. I don't like to lose. I don't think anybody does. No. But straight after that, 
one of my very dear friends um, who I just idolized came and put me in his band. And that was Stephen Piercy from Rap. Love Stephen. Yeah. So, so right after, I mean, I was literally like the LA Times is the big thing, paper, newspaper, newspaper. And I was like front page of the whole time. Local kid does good and Ozzy, the whole trip. <laughs> Steve, wow. Steven heard about it, man. He did you guys, he did, they did you guys, they did you wrong, bro. He goes, you know, but I, I want you to I'll never forget this conversation. And he brought me into the band. I was at the Troubadour and we had a long chat about it. I want you to come and be a rat. And that's mm. like, you want me to play in rat? He's like, yes. And I was like, oh my God, yes. <laughs> so he just took me under his wing, Steven, and brought me in the band. I bet you have so a lot was, of memories of uh, Robin Crosby, you know, one of the greats. Oh my God, he was my, he was my best brother. He was just like a, a, totally a brother from another. He took me under his wing and, you know, he was like, kind of like my bodyguard, you know, because I was yeah. so young. Those guys were a lot older than I was. And uh, it was just like, it was so devastating after losing the Aussie thing. And then I'm going right into this thing. And then, you know, you got all these seasoned, amazing musicians and Blotzer and Bobby and, and Juan Crucier. And, and at that time, <clears throat> I really learned so much from Steven, though. He worked so hard. I have so much love for him because I was there when there was nobody there there was no big hits no nothing and he would just drive around he would drive around in a he, he probably won't dig me saying this but he might i don't know i, I love him he loves you too we used to drive around in this green 210 dotson and we would go around and and put up flyers on telephone poles for rat and he would do that all the time mm. he was always working for rat constantly and one thing that i loved about steven i don't know if he ever remembers this but you know those old flip calendars that you put up and they were like dog calendars or whatever? Sure. Yeah. But he'd, al he'd always have one of those and always for the months. And I always noticed that the very last day of the month, it always say, it would always say, rap will be signed on this day. Oh, wow. So he was manifesting before anybody even knew what the word manifestation was. So I learned from him and I think he's one of the greats. He's, he has more hits than I can possibly think about every song I, I go to see him and get up and sing with them all the time you know I love him so much and uh every song you're just sitting there and go there's another hit there's another hit yeah. <laughs> it's just ridiculous right so <laughs> I was very lucky um to be you know I'll, I'll always be a rat you know I'll always be in that family because and Robin was um me and Robin wrote a couple of really great songs um and I think a couple of them are actually going to be on the new rap release Oh, that's uh, great. Stephen told me so. Um, and uh, yeah, one of the one of the songs, uh, but I, I don't think it's going to be released. But uh, you think you're tough? Uh, yeah, off the I EP. Yeah, with Stephen, uh, myself, and Robin. And I remember the day that I wrote it because uh, Robin called me up, and he was staying in North Hollywood with his, with his beautiful girlfriend at the time. And he goes, he goes, hey, Torian. I go, what's going on? He goes, 10 o'clock in the morning, come to my house, I'm making pancakes. <laughs> yes. And I went, fuck yeah. Because Bob and you had a cook, dude. It was like really good. So I went down there, of the door, and he's got his whole trip. Ah, dude, what's going on? He goes, bro, remember that riff that you were playing me the other night? That one thing goes, we're gonna, after, I'm going to show you, but I'm, let's eat pancakes first. So he makes me breakfast, the whole thing. And we sit down in the living room and goes, play that riff you were playing me the other night. So I start playing that. He goes, okay, stop. 
So and he goes the other one, but still one of Steve ones. What you know? And he goes okay. So he gets he puts it all together and he starts playing me. He goes I, I stood up and he, he plays me the thing and I was like. Oh shit! This sounds great. So we we started working on it. Brought it to Stephen. Stephen loved it. Mm. And Stephen, of course, brilliant with lyrics, just came up with everything right away. And then the other one was called, uh, I think the other one was "Reach for the Sky," but it's a, a different song entirely and, and totally. But I think that's going to be also on there. We used to play that live when I was in the band. Mm. You know, you have a big influence on Eddie Van Halen, Van Halen. And we want to get to some of these questions here in the chat room. There's oh, so yes. many people in here asking yes, so many questions yes. and saying so many cool chat. Oh, okay. So I want to get to that, but I, I do want to I ask it. you if you've I seen the uh, the Monsters it. of yeah. Rock uh, Van Halen uh, when they just released the uh, the video of their set at uh, Monsters of Rock in '84. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What do you think that of was that? Insane. I Man. thought it was like I had no idea how shabbily the, the thing was put together. And I don't mean that in <laughs> Right, right, right. I don't mean that in like in a really in a in a really bad way. I'm just like, wow, this looks like so punk rock. It was so rad. Yeah. Like people there's a hundred thousand people out there easily and it's all this like just kind of like whatever and you know, it was it was so rad. It was random. At, totally. And you're looking at Ned like I knew Rudy Learon really, really well, who was Eddie's um, old guitar tech. And I did the whole thing. I see Rudy just running around, and Ed's calling him over and pointing and stuff. And he's looking at him like, what are you talking about? You know, <laughs> I go, oh, my gosh, this is so rad. Because I was able to, back in the day, day, uh, be around some of that craziness. So it was, it was just great to see just the... Um, just how amazing they were, man. Yeah. Four yeah. guys making that much racket. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Here's, I don't here's. I anybody else to say, man. No one's ever touched those fools. No. Never. And here's David flipping over Sorry. Michael. And it was, it was pretty badass. The only thing I lamented about that video was that there, there was no audio on the backstage portions of it. Yeah. I so much wanted to know what they were all saying to each other, but you, you couldn't tell. But it you was, know what? Uh, that, if, if, if that would to be happening, knowing that, uh, being knowing that family mm -hmm. probably wouldn't make it to the next gig. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If you know it, huh? we got to see two ways. See you later. <laughs> oh, you right. saw this? You're never going to see that again. Right. <laughs> well, let's talk real quick. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. If you need to, yeah, to go, just let us know. Otherwise, we're going to keep you for a little bit longer here. Oh, you know what? Let's do the viewer Janet, comments. It's your birthday, honey. I'm here, darling. Oh, I'm you're the best. You're the best. Thank you, Scott. You want to do some uh -huh. viewer comments real quick? Or? Sure, sure. All right. Uh, do yeah, you, sure. Do you have this pulled up? I'll get them pulled up. We've got a little screen here. Uh, here's Sean Lane saying shout out from OKC. Is it true that Smooth Up In You is really lay it down, sped up? Wow. Um, that's not true. That's false. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what I was thinking, but I still wanted to ask yeah, it. Yeah, that's false. Okay. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. That's, I don't mean to say it's so mean, but no, that's not true. Sorry. No, I, I totally hear you. Jack Stovall says, I've also been a huge Bullet Boys fan for many years. No guys, you, no doubt you guys will kill it at Rocklahoma. Clint Schweitzer says, Mark is the man. Hey, your guitar player's in here, Ira Black. He says, I love I've, Ira Black. He says, I vegan chicken pick. Yes, he does. Yeah. 
Yeah. Ira Negra. Ga- Gamma Mike Smith says, why isn't Hang On St. Christopher not on current set playlist? Oh. Did you hear that, Ira? Let's let's put, let's put make it so for this uh, beautiful gentleman. <laughs> it's a good question. It's a good question. No, no. You know what? That is a good question. We, we've been actually, we've been talking about putting that one in the set, but right now we're like really digging our set right now and but we got a lot of things that we're going to be changing also but i will will definitely uh keep that on our list so thank you for sure melissa mom power says we're so excited for you guys thank you for all the years of wonderful music may you be blessed uh bob oh thank you so much for throwing me blessings i love that yes. I, I hope that you're blessed too that's the sweetest thing thank you so much for being there for me and us for these and being there for me, I know I'm the sole survivor of this thing, but I love you all so hard. You have no idea. I please believe me. Bob Soares says one of the best front guys ever. Amen. Amen. It's good stuff. See, dude, Stop you're, you're getting Stop the it. love. This is juicing him up for next Thursday. I like it. Oh like my it. gosh. I, I'm just going to go out there and stand and blow everybody kisses and throw flowers to people. I swear to God, we it's going to be wait. so bad. Kendra Bostic says, can't wait to see you at Rocklahoma on Capital Letters. Woo! Right on. Let's so, go. I can't wait. To- yes. You, know, you were talking about competition and sports. And one thing that you did say, because I'm a big Bulls fan, and I'm sure you're a Lakers fan. But Huge Lakers fan. Phil Jackson, you know, Zen Master. Yeah. Ted Templeton, uh, your producer for your first three albums. Ted Templeton. Yeah, you you kind of t- said that he was your Phil Jackson. And what do you mean by that? No question. He gave me knowledge with things that I would probably not have figured out on my own. Uh, he was a big reader. Uh, he was a big um, theater, uh, movies, presentation, thought language just being he was just brilliant and he taught me a lot of things books to read uh things to study uh that i wouldn't have if i if i would have never met or worked with with, uh with teddy Mm. tell me a little yes sorry go ahead to most uh uh, other producers that I, i i have worked with uh that they just weren't like that they uh Ted, for all intents and purposes, and I hate using that that word that that phrase, but he was Uncle Ted. He was like our our fifth bullet boy, you know. Like we all wanted we all wanted Ted to be our producer of this record. We we had other producers that came in that wanted to produce us, but we were stuck on Ted. And when that came through, it was just that was it. Whatever he said, it was like it was just gold to me and gold to us. And I still feel the same way. It's the, how, the best. How- how close was it that Gene Simmons was going to be the guy? Oh, super close, wow. like r- ridiculously close. And it, it just didn't go down that way um, because Ted came in and right away. Well, first, first it was um, uh, Ted's sister, who is Roberta Peterson. Uh, she's the one that initially came to see us first in our rehearsal room. And then Ted came in after and we didn't, she, we didn't know that she was Ted Templeman's sister. Oh, so wow. when she came in, she we had no idea. She just says, I'm going to bring my brother to come and see you. And we're like, her brother? Okay, that's cool. You know, we were like, all right. You know, she was so sweet and kind and gorgeous and beautiful. And we were just like, oh, my gosh. She's like this angel that came walking in the room, right? <laughs> and um, so we're thinking her brother. And then so 
our illustrious manager, Mr. David Kaplan, tells us that, well, her brother's Ted Templeman, and he's coming in tomorrow to see you guys. So we're like, oh, sh-. I mean, like, it was just like panic city. We didn't know what the hell to do. <laughs> so thank goodness, you know, he came in and he was just so rad and just like, just so easy to be around and didn't have this big, you know, like attitude. And, you know, he was just down, really down to earth. And he said, listen, I love you guys. I want you to play me all your material. And when I'm tired, when I've heard enough, I'm going to raise my hand. But when I raise my hand, please stop. Just stop. Don't play at all. Just stop wherever you're at. I was like, mm-hmm. okay. So I think what I can remember, uh, we, we played a lot of songs, uh, at least 10, 11, 12 songs. And, and he's sitting there on a notepad, writing everything down and like laughing and, and to, you know, whatever. And then like, he kind of throws his hand up and we all stop, you know, and he goes, come here sit down for a second. He goes, I love your songs. I love the other stuff that you're playing me too. This is just great. And he goes, and he, and he just said it right there. Would you, would you guys want to do He goes, would you like to do a record together? Wow. Would you like to do a record with me? And we were just like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> are you kidding me? Yes. Right. He's like started laughing. He goes, Oh, you guys are terrible. You guys are hilarious. <laughs> so that's one of the things that he really liked with us was that, you know, we found humor in so many different things. We were just constantly laughing and cracking jokes and just, good. you know, we, we all came from that whole thing of just, you know, we worked very, very hard and diligently and uh, especially rehearsing in, uh, in the old days in the piss room. I mean, we mm. were so broke, man. I mean, <laughs> I can't even, t- I, I can't even tell you. We're so doing it just by the skin of our teeth. Uh, I remember a great story that, uh, Lonnie was staying at his. Uh, we would rehearse at his first. We when we first started the band, we rehearsed at Lonnie's in Lonnie's mother's garage in Carson. That's where the band first started was in Carson. So there was this little liquor store on the corner of of his street that he lived on, and in the back of the liquor store, they made up like burritos and tacos and stuff, but they weren't supposed to really do that, but they did it anyway. <laughs> so me and, Lonnie, me and Lonnie would just be like, "Oh, dude, man, you have enough." But what do you got? He goes, dude, I got a couple bucks. I go, dude, I got like five bucks. But dude, we got to put gas in the rabbit, dude. And she's like, I know. Dude, listen, we got this, dude. We got to go to this person's house, that person's house. And we'll be good, dude. It'll be straight. I said, okay. So we'd end up going. He goes, but dude, we got to go pick up a burrito, bro. Uh, we, haven't, <laughs> we haven't eaten today. And I was like, oh, shit, okay. <laughs> so that was a big thing is getting like food, man, you know, yeah, and yeah. gas to do what we had to go do but me and Lonnie worked very very hard um uh even you know before that um there's a lot of people that we would always try to get into the big parties you guys you know all the time you know people would just be like oh shit there comes Lonnie and Mark hey you guys can't come in man sorry dude like why dude dude just you can't come in here bro Mm -hmm. ain't gonna happen that would happen to us everywhere. And like, oh, fuck, and Lonnie would get so pissed off. Fuck those motherfuckers. You know, blah, blah, blah. One of these days, those bitches are going to be dying to come in. And with, he goes, you know, he would sit there and, you know, sitting outside in the street. Just, you know, we were just real, just street for real, sure. real. Sure, sure. That probably came out, out, of the, out of the box, like, you know, bullet coming out of a gun. We had a lot to prove because a lot of people, I felt, um, didn't believe in us. You know, yeah. they didn't believe in our talent and they thought me and Lonnie were just, you know, it was never going to happen. Mm. Um, and then Mick, you know, he came in from um, 
from being in King Cobra. And, you know, he had a chip in his, on his shoulder, kind of like me and Lonnie. And because he had a bad taste of being in that band, a lot of bad things happened to him in that band. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Jimmy was just very, very young. And, mm-hmm. uh, but he was very, very fortunate because at the time, um, we were checking out all, all kinds of drummers and, uh, my sister, Nicole, who was actually went to school with Jimmy's brother, <clears throat> was a big champion for Jimmy. Like, you've got to put Jimmy in the band, man. He's like, Jimmy, you got to, I don't know. And Molly didn't know it. Lonnie's like, ah, Mick was like, I don't know. The guy's meter's like all over the place. Well, Lonnie's like, no, no, no. This this guy's, you know, the guy. Blah, blah, blah. So I think we had a bunch of people that came in. And, and then finally, you know, I think Lonnie gave the, gave the green light. And Mick was like, cool with it. So... Lonnie came in and worked with Jimmy like for months, months mm-hmm. and months, and months, because he had played with Carmine. So it, it took a long time. But you know, Jimmy yeah. was had a punk rock bass, and he, he was full of piss and vinegar too, and young, and yeah. you know, he had a lot to prove. So he came in and, and did his thing. But uh, if it, if it wasn't for my sister um, or you know Lonnie that took the time, I don't I don't think he I don't think he would have been in the band because we sure. we wanted a couple other drummers that we had. Uh, in mind and they were going to be the guys sure wow you know it's it's so interesting like when you think about that time that era we had so many rock stars you know there was movie stars and and you just don't have that today you have more like you said in a a previous interview you said there's there's more political stars than than we have rock stars or, or hollywood stars why is that and do you think we'll ever get back to rock stars like we had before when i think of rock stars i think of the brilliant david bowie the amazing freddie mercury um i think of guys uh, uh, mick jagger iggy pop uh what we have now is a different type of rock star i i don't know what that is but the school that I come from is a rock star is more giving to his fans and the community than, than themselves. Kind of, I don't know. I don't know if that makes any sense to anybody. I know it sounds really strange, but I think as a musician and it's, you know, uh, I think we just really need to like, just be that, yeah. uh, be, da- be dangerous. You know, it's okay to be dangerous. Sure. I think a lot of people, um, after this horrible pandemic and being locked down, um, I think people became very comfortable. I don't, I, I don't, I know I'm all over the place. I'm so sorry. You're fine. I'm trying to make, I'm trying to make a point of it all, but it's all I good. think that, um, we, I think musicians have lost that and it, um, we become a little, maybe a little lazy, you know, yeah. maybe just a little, yeah. uh, I don't know any other way how to do it. I go out there full force, sweat from head to toe, uh, put it, everything out there. Um, people go, I don't know how you can still talk after singing like that. And, you know, but I really take care of myself. You know, I, I, for an old guy, I'm out here running three to four days out of the week. I'm, you know, I run two, two miles, two, two and a half miles, you know, every four days out of the week. I'm, I, I very, uh, careful about what I eat and, you know, so I can stick around and I can still sing like I sing and everything else. And I think that's being a two star is, uh, I see a lot of, you know what's really strange to me, and I and, and I don't. I'm not saying this. Please, I'm not saying this. Um, 
I'm, I'm saying this more out of concern of anything uh, with obesity in some musicians. Um, I don't understand that. Yeah. I struggle with it. I'll tell you that. I, it's it's a battle. I mean, some people, they, they put in the work and it just falls right off of them. I just feel so much empathy for it, Jana. You it, know, I just... It sucks. I, I have a lot. It, it really does. And I think that there's a lot of us that have let ourselves go in this pandemic. And, you know, I yeah. had to jump up on the horse too and say, listen, I've been a year and a half off of all fast food. I gave up fast food. Good for you. Um, I started and it was so difficult. You guys, I'm like, oh, I have a jack in the box. That's like a stone's throw away from me. Like, <laughs> okay, it's time for tacos. You know, shit. Oh, no. What, Jimmy Chongas? No. And it's like, dude, I'm not eating that stuff. I just can't. I'm not right. doing that. So I, I've lost weight, but I feel so much better. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not perfect, whatever, but I, I've tried to do that. And, and I, I really try to help people with uh, different things and diet and what what to eat and not, not to eat. They always ask me, God, you look so great. How do you, how do, you do it? I said, you know, I, I don't drink. Thank God. I've, I've been uh, almost 28 years sober. Congratulations. Uh, so that's great. Um, it's, it's very, very a lot of calories in alcohol, a lot of calories in alcohol, yeah. but, um, Oh, thank you. It's a, I, I'm sorry. I don't want to sit here and toot my own horn, but I'm just like, I really try really hard to, you know, stay healthy. I, I, I look at guys like Rick Springfield, who's out there 73 years old and yeah. looks like just a brick shit out. Like, wow. No kidding. Look at that, dude. He's rad. Yeah. You know, I look at guys like Mick Jagger and go, okay, that's what I'm looking. That's, you know, that's what I'm trying to achieve here. <laughs> you know, yeah, just, they, have, they have respect for their fans and that's a rock star, you know, like come out and look rad, you know, for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, you have so many great stories and we can sit here and talk about all of your amazing stories, how you, you, you first uh, saw um, Allison Chains, your, your conversations with Axl Rose, you know, you got a, a Metallica oh. James Hetfield story. Have you ever wow. thought about putting putting together like an autobiography, oh, yeah. a book with all of your amazing stories in it? Yeah, I, you know, I I would love to, but I think sometimes I don't know. It just feels like I like to just call keep it up in my head. You know, right on. I, it's like really personal to me, and people are so mean and and. You know, these days, like, they'll be like, oh, F that dude. Why would I want to read that autobiography? But it's right. like, you know, the stuff that I, I do know and that I've been a part of would be a great read. I do know that. Everybody always asks me that. They go, what do you think? I go, oh, I don't know. There's so much good stuff, but there's some really dark stuff. <laughs> yeah, but, the, you know, that's, that's why these really interviews are so special, you know? man. It's because we're we're kind of getting to climb inside your brain for an hour and hear some of it and you know one thing i wanted to ask you i told you we'd cover stuff that you've probably covered multiple times what's some stuff that you never really get asked about that you just love to talk about and take a couple minutes just you know talk about something you're passionate about that very few people ever ask you about maybe his dog Ooh. i am passionate about this guy right oh, here oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> there he is that's love mulligan it. Mulligan. He doesn't like cameras, though. He does oh. not like to be, like, I, I try to, even when I try to take photos of him and stuff, I yeah. have to catch him like that. There he is. <laughs> he doesn't even know. You know yeah. that I'm about? What? I'm passionate. Oh, I'm sorry. You know what I'm really passionate about? What? I wish people would be, 
I'm passionate about empathy. Yeah. I'm passionate about finding in ourselves as human being beings more empathy. People don't know what everybody's really going on with you know inside here. You know, we've had a lot of that after this pandemic. Right. And I think if we could be a bit softer with each other and less hard, uh, I know that we're all dealing with a lot of stuff. And please, I always tell this to people. Let's be less political. Yeah. My politics are fucking rock and roll. There you go. That's it. There you go. Don't bring up politics with me. Don't. I'm here on this planet to bring love and light. I'm not here to talk about all this other nonsense. It is what it is. Right. But I think it's, we can really find ourselves, be more empathetic, uh, decent, kind, um, adhering to people's um, mental health issues. Um, I think would be really a big thing uh, for all of us. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of it too. Life goes by so quick and we're all so busy, 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 busy. But, and the th I think the third or fourth thing I would say is to really love on the guys that are here right now, the guys that have, have put their hearts out in rock and roll from our genre. Mm. We don't have Janie Lane around in, anymore, who is right. a beautiful soul. Yes. Yeah. He gave everything in his heart to all of his fans and his family. He had issues I, like we all do. <laughs> but there's guys that we're losing right now. And, you know, there's so many. My, uh, shout out to my friend Joe Lestay, who just had a stroke. Yeah, from, yeah. Uh, mm. Bang Tango. I Bang, mean, Bang Tango. you have to start looking a lot. I mean, I wish the fans would be more adhering to loving on us than making fun or, you know, or I don't know what it is. It just seems kind of weird sometimes to me. Um, yeah, I, I, know I, that agree. I agree. As much as <clears throat> we've given up our younger lives and people think, oh, they're so badass and they're rock stars. And here's the other thing. We're all getting a bit older too. Yep. And it would be nice to, to do, enjoy the time that we have right now and to love on the guys that are out there that are really working really hard. Yeah. You know, I see the guys from Skids, Skid Row working really hard. Uh, I'm, I'm Kip Winger, who yeah. I love dearly, who is a champion for the Bullet Boys. Uh, I just a shout out of love to Kip. He works so hard and is such a beautiful and amazing artist. Um, the, the cats from Warrant, we just got finished playing with them. They're amazing. Always put a great show on, work really hard. Their whole crew. Um, shout out to my brothers in Tesla that we've been playing with. Yeah. Uh, those guys just put on a phenomenal show. Yes. We had so much fun with them, and I love them so dearly. Uh, they work really hard. So, I mean, just if you go out there and really watch, you know, people are we're not fully open, open, open yet. You know what I'm saying, y'all? Yes. We're not, it's not there yet. Right. So that we're all doing the best that we can by bringing rock and roll and punk and roll to everybody with, you know, with love and passion and everything else. And just know that, you know, to really be rad to your guys that have been around for a long time. Amen. I really love them, you guys. Now, Such I know you, you had a, a released a single not too long ago called Holy Fuck. Yes. And uh but then with Ira Black um yes. you know recorded that. I love Ira. Now, do you Shout out to Ira Black. Yay. Yeah, absolutely. Do do you uh do you guys are going to put out any more new music or are you guys just oh, basically yes, going to do like singles kind of like do it kind of like that or are you going to ever put out another full album because your last album uh, I believe you did that what in uh, Dave Grohl's studio or something um from out of the skies. Yes, from out of the skies. Yeah. Shout out the to David Evil. Girl. Thank you for letting us in the studio to check that. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, yes, yes, sir. 
Oh my gosh. It's, I think someone was jamming that. I think my sister was jamming that today. It sounded so rad. Yes, with my brother, <laughs> uh, Mr. Jesse Hughes from the wonderful band called Eagles of Death Metal. Yeah. Yes, indeed. I, I got to get but, a show. Yes, we are, getting ready yeah. to put out, we are getting ready to put out a single so I can talk about it on your show. Cool. We are working on it right now. It's almost finished. And I can't wait for everybody to hear this. Me and Ira and uh, Brad and, and Fred have been really working diligently on this one. Uh, Iris at the Helms, of course, as the engineer. Nice. And we're just finishing it up. But we're working on hopefully releasing a double album in January of next year. Oh, yes. wow. That's so great. That's double album. Wow. That's big news. Dude. Yes. Do you have a title yes. for the single that you might be releasing? Well, we might have a. I'm giving the title of the record. Well, I'd love to give the title of the album, the double album right now, but we've been throwing around a lot of um, a lot of titles, but there's one that I really like and uh, kind of sums up the Bullet Boys. Uh, I want to call the album Jesus, Fireworks, and Porn. <laughs> I was not going to guess that one. Jesus, Fireworks, and Porn. <laughs> Is it porn? Well, I thought maybe one well, was going to be what. called. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> on the road, I think every musician can can agree with me. When you're traveling on the highways of our beautiful country, there's a lot of billboards that you see. One of them is Jesus. A lot of churches, right? True. Big giant billboards. The other one is fireworks, fireworks. stores everywhere. <laughs> this right. you pull off here, you'll get the best fireworks, right? <laughs> right. And then the other one. Is adult bookstores. I mean, come on, man. It's everywhere in our country. I'm just like, wait a minute. And I promise you, so, all three of those are within a square mile of each other here in Oklahoma as you drive. I promise. Yes. I've seen it. Next yes. next to a next yes. to a, um, a a pot pot store, marijuana store. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. sure. Yes. And then the, the you know, the liquor store right next door. <laughs> hey man, real quick, I gotta jump that's in what, and that's, I got That's it. what I'm saying. What I love about this country, I think the title would be, it's so USA, everybody would get it. <laughs> it is. If I don't do this, I'm going to get my hand slapped. There is a guy in here who has been begging us to tell you hello for the last half hour. He goes by the name Gilligan. And he said you would know who he is, but he said to tell Mark hello from Gilligan. So hello from Gilligan, Mark. Gilligan, what's up, my brother? How are you? I yeah. hope that you're doing well, buddy. I haven't heard, heard that name in a minute. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, tell, send some love to him. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. We'll do that. And and I hate to ask you to roach your voice, uh, but we do have a request in here that you give us a smooth up in you. Do you have one in you tonight or do you want to save it for next week? I think I'll save it for just make it a little bit more special for next week, if that's all right with y'all. There you go. Yeah. You don't want to blow your voice out. Yeah. We can't be responsible for that. For that. Oh, no. You know, everybody always asks me, and, you know, a lot of people will come up to me. And uh, it's so, it's, you know, what's really, what, what I really love is, and I'm very, very fortunate and blessed for this. I mean, I could be at Smart and Final, I could be at Walmart, I could be whatever. People come up to me every day. And one of the things they'll come up and they'll go, they'll say it really soft. They go, smooth up. <laughs> like I turn around and it's like, so, so they go, is it, is it you? And I'll be like, I don't know. Is, is it me? I don't know who I am today. And they start laughing. That's freaking hilarious. I got, but, I, I got to make a confession to you as well. We'll start wrapping it up. I'm, I've been sitting here dying in my chair for the last hour as I'm looking at the screen and we're talking to you and I'm realizing 
that I have misspelled your first name on the screen. And I want to apologize for that. It says M-A-R-K and it should say M-A-R-Q. Oh my gosh. So listen, I'm going to take the lumps. No, I know that because I know how it's spelled because I've been, we've been promoting it with the Q. Here's, here's, here's my confession to you. I work this really stressful day job (laughs) as well as doing this. I came in here. Oh, it's called ABB. It's yeah. I'm in purchasing. I'm in purchasing and I, I, uh, I buy electronic circuit board assemblies. Really interesting stuff. Let's get your boss on the phone and let me chat with him just for a minute. Can you make an arrangement? Okay. Oh, okay. absolutely. You're kidding me. I know some. I know some people in the higher ups, girl. Okay. I just want you to say this girl was so sleep deprived that she spelled my name with a K instead of a Q. So, oh, everybody watching, okay. everybody watching, and Mark, I am terribly sorry for the mistake. No, you're, don't even, not even stressed. No worries. That's some bullshit absolutely. right there, and I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> no, it's okay. We we certainly can't wait for you to be. At Rocklahoma prior, you were here in 07, you came in 08, and here we are in 2023, you're going to be bringing the fire and your big-ass guitar with you. and Fire and brimstone, for real. That's right. And a lot of beach balls. Yep, and we have a double album, and and your Motown voice and everything, I just love on the Zaza album, the the song Mine, you, you have that, that Motown feel to it on that song. Mm, it, I love it's that song. perfect. Thank you. It's a great song. I, I listen to it almost every day at work. I love it, man. It's on my playlist on my Spotify. And uh, it, it's an amazing oh, song. You. And you got a great I, voice. And, and you have oh, so much talent. You. Your dance moves oh, are great. Your spin you so moves are great. I love the way you dress. You're an ultimate front man. Thank and you so you're a much. badass guitar player. So, I mean, you got the full the full thing, man. And on top of to the keep, Yeah, go ahead. I try to I try to keep the star in the rock. That's what I try to do. You're doing it. You've got you've got, <laughs> like he said, you're the full package and I just put a cue on your name. So, we're we're ending Ooh, this on a yeah. high note. Damn, I'm so yeah. embarrassed. That is just that is a rookie mistake right there. I'm sorry about you that. You know what? Before we leave though, I just have to tell everybody out there if you're ready for an album or a couple albums, they're going to make you just go like, I feel like it's summertime, that you want to go out there and maybe love on somebody that you never loved on. Maybe you want to go up to a mountain and you say mountain, you're going to fall and the mountain falls. Then this is the album that you're going to be wanting to hear from this next summer is the Bullet Boys' new double album. Oh, we're going to be bringing it where it's uplifting. There's not going to be any political weirdness on it. Right this on. is going to be old school that's going to be fun and that you're going to want to go and uh, do very, very naughty things too. Oh my gosh. Now what made you decide to do a double album? Just, you got so much material. Why not? Yeah. (laughs) Hey, I love it. It's a good answer. It's a good answer. I mean, that's what Iris said. He goes, he, you know, he approached me with it. He goes, we have enough for a triple album. I said, what? He goes, we're doing a double album. And he just turned around and said, I go, we doing a double album. He goes, yeah. I said, okay. Love it's, it. What's great is I think we always challenge ourselves. You know, yeah. uh, I was just incredible. It, it's he's a great he writes great music, uh, and we're, there's always this challenging thing of, you know, finding the right uh, craziness. Mm-hmm. You know, like holy like holy fuck. You know, he had this riff, and I go, oh, that riff's dope. Let me come in. I got some lyrics for it. Came out. We released it really quick. It sounded amazing. Put a great mix to it. He you know did some directorial. Um, uh, did directing on on the video and, and had a whole storyline with it, 
he's just you know great and we work really well together and i'm i just cannot wait for you guys to listen to this we're going to actually put out a single here i think next month from what i understand we're just trying to get the right video for it um it's going to be more of an anime animation video uh from us uh but we're working on that but we're i don't know if we're going to actually put the song that we're releasing on the album mm. the song is just incredible and <laughs> i just i i can't let the cat out of the bag because when you guys hear it you're just going to be like oh, oh maybe you know what Maybe what I'll do is um, maybe I'll have Jessica send you the rough of it, you guys. Yes. And you there can you go. Yes. Okay. Man, what that a sounds honor. great. What a blessing. Everybody's, Thank you. Everybody's loved it so far, and it's a really great song. Uh, uh, it was. Um, it was. I can't. I, if I talk about it anymore, I'm just going to give it away. So. Yeah. So. Don't get yourself in trouble. When I was doing no, some re- when I was doing some research on Bullet Boys, um, I seen you, I saw you guys on you know of course on on MTV and you were hosting Headbangers Ball and all that. You guys looked like you were having so much fun. You had a lot of a lot oh, of young yeah. energy. But at the end of it, a little thing popped up and it said Bullet Boys information P.O. Box thirty five oh ninety in L.A. California nine zero zero three five. Do you still have that P.O. Box? <laughs> no, that was uh, that was our manager's office, I believe. A PO oh box. wow! Okay. So yeah, cool. Probably, probably not. Probably not anymore. Do you still do you still call yourselves Bullet Pigs? Uh, I always call everybody the Bullet Pig. Yeah, I always tell them the pigs are here. Let's do this. Um, <laughs> that's so great. That, was, that that name was given to us by uh, the amazing Mr. Tom Kiefer when we were on tour with him many many years ago. Really, that's fantastic. Yeah. He came into our bus one day and it was just a wreck like it was, always was. He goes, fuck bullet boys. He goes, you can call you guys the bullet pigs. What the hell's going on? <laughs> That's so and awesome. That was it. We were the bullet pigs. Everybody's like, yeah, we were all stoked about it. Man. We, were so the bullet, we were so the bullet pigs that we had a huge, gigantic uh, uh, backdrop of a huge, giant pig in a suit riding a contract out. <laughs> hilarious, hilarious. That's so awesome. <laughs> well, there he goes. You guys took it too far, man. It's, it's, uh, I mean, come on, man. Enough. No, we're just, and that's what we're going to do this time. We're just going to take it a little bit too far. Man, well, we're going to watch for that and double. Hey, listen, you, thank you we for have giving a huge me. announcement too, coming up really, really soon, everybody. Really? And that's what I'm talking about. UK and Europe very, Ooh. very soon. Dude. I cannot wait to announce this, and our band Bullet Boys cannot wait to announce it. It's we got some big announcements coming up. Okay, so, we're going to be watching. So. Listen, I want to thank you for giving me an amazing birthday. Thank you for being gracious Aww. to me about misspelling your name. I'm terribly Aww. sorry. And I knew better. Okay, I'm sorry. Hey, but listen. hey, yeah, go ahead. I just want to thank you for having me, and and uh, I was I hope I was able to answer the questions that you wanted answered. You and, did. And, uh, and thank you for inviting me. I, I, I have issues sometimes with doing, uh, I don't know. I, 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 like I said before, I'd much rather talk in person and chat. And I stuff understand. And but well, I, I do want to thank you so much for having me. It means a lot to me. And I want to thank my manager, Jessica Chase, yes. uh, for looking us up and, uh, and hopefully I'll be able to send that, that track to you guys. That awesome. would be wonderful. We'll see you next Thursday night at Rocklahoma. Yes. We Woo! can't, can't wait, buddy. Take care. Thank you. And have a great night. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next time. Thank you. God bless Take y'all. Care. Take care. Awesome. God bless you. Rock on. Thanks, man. Bye bye. Oh my gosh. And and that's his his house. I believe that he moved into not not too long ago. Yeah. And he's no longer in the city, but 
he it overlooks the city to where he can um you know look through and see he's just away from all of the nonsense in so the, he in the is big still city. in california he's in yeah yeah okay uh, okay he's out there um well yeah yeah pacific okay yeah but he's not in the big city anymore but he can he's now a little bit for a lot further away and where he has his own space and he doesn't have to deal with all the nonsense out there anymore right you you get older you just you just don't want to deal with all that the nonsense becomes harder and harder to deal with get off my lawn as the guy says right good catch on the cue i didn't even (laughs) yeah good catch now that we're uh, now that the interview's over oh my god hey seriously i knew better did someone correct you in the chat room no i i I started looking at it and i just said oh my god and and then i didn't think to i i didn't change it till the end dang man rookie mistake so bad hey He's a great guy, regardless of how you spell his name. Thank you, Jessica Chase, for hooking us up with such a sweet guy. He's a good guy. I, I think it feel I think he not only feels like like it's how do I say this? I think he feels a calling to be a positive light in a dark world. And I don't know what issues people have had with him in the past, but to me, he's just a beautiful soul that's out there spreading goodness, and I think we need a whole lot more of that. And man, I couldn't have uh, agreed more when he said, "Let's have more empathy," because we really don't know what people are going through. Everybody's going through something. Everybody deals with stress and pressure and heartbreak in different ways. Yeah, just be sensitive and kind to the people mm-hmm. around and you. And especially think about all the decisions makings you have to do. You know, with 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 a band. You know, if you're a band leader, you're you know mm-hmm. you, you have touring and pro issues. You got a you know you got family. You got you know recording and record and and releases and singles and and decisions and decisions. And yeah, a manager can make a lot of decisions, but at the same time, you know, he's got to be comfortable with a lot of those decisions. You know, personally, you yeah. Know? And yeah. It, it's it's a it's a tough tough deal. And then the older you get, the the more you know freedom with your decisions you want to have because yeah. i mean you're on borrowed not borrowed time but you know what i'm saying you're like you, yeah you're not as free as was when you were in your 20s you of course. Know? <laughs> but any of these guys who have sustained their career uh, as long as a guy like mark has they're doing something right i mean you just you can't do this for a career this long and you know just be whiffing whiffing on the on the ball every time i mean he's doing something right and we appreciate another fantastic interview with another fantastic human being mm-hmm. thank you mark torian we really enjoyed that let's uh, give a shout out real quick to our sponsors psychomo filmworks who did our our new intro if you guys need a little video shot for your band your business anything he's your guy he can put together a really cool professional looking video for you email psychomo at gmail.com if you need a video done we already mentioned Rocklahoma. It is upon us. A week from tonight, the party starts. You guys, make sure you go to the DEB concert stage at the Roadhouse. You're going to see Bullet Boys. You're going to see a whole lot more all weekend long. And not just his stage, but the other stages as well. There's your lineup. It's going to be fantastic. You guys get out there. Have a great time. When you come back, report back to us how it was. We know it's going to be great. I'm hoping we can go out there at least a couple days. Okie PC, Dustin Little, thank you for your your support of Tulsa Music Stream. We appreciate you so much. If you guys have any uh, computer repair needs, IT issues, contact Dustin Little at Okie PC, 918-640-0892 or email Dustin at OkiePC.com. 
Greg Shipman, do you guys need some pictures shot uh, of your senior? Do you have a senior student uh, that uh, needs those really nice-looking senior portraits done? These guys not only do band photos or, or uh, podcast photos, they, they do great senior portraits as well. If you need some professional-looking photos, contact shipmentphotos.com. Todd Cook at Identity Merch. You guys need some band shirts printed up for your band, your business. He's your screen printing screen printing guy go to identity merch con contact todd cook out there you can also pick up some tulsa music stream t-shirts if you go to our facebook page and click on the link in the top left that looks like our website link and it'll take you to this store where you can pick up some of these threads scott already mentioned earlier watch us on youtube make sure you subscribe to tulsa music stream on youtube Catch us live or on replay on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. I guess it's now called X, but we're going to call it Twitter because we prefer the Bluebird. X. X is goofy. Yeah, and we're also on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many others. Um, just if you can, just go ahead and uh, on your morning drives to work, you know, hook us up. For sure. Let's talk about what's coming up. Yes, we got Carlos Gavazzo. Man. He's a quiet, ex-Quiet Right guitar player. He was on the mega Metal Health album, Bang Your Head, all that good shit, Condition Critical. <laughs> oh, my God. He's like, I love Carlos, man. Yeah, this and, is going to be great. This... That will be Tuesday, September 5th. He's now in King Cobra, and we cannot wait. His wife is great. Uh, she sent us some, new, some shirts that we're going to be wearing yeah. September 5th. Uh, they have an amazing uh, uh, T-shirt and jewelry uh, store where they sell a lot of merchandise and things like that. Uh, bang your head. Awesome. Check them out. Just go to uh, Carlos Gavazzo. You'll see it. Um, also, you know, don't forget about our TikTok and our Instagram and our, 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 our shorts that we, we put out on our YouTube. And make sure you hit subscribe on our YouTube channel. I really appreciate that. I want to tell you about one more upcoming episode. This date is fluid, guys. We, she told us we should have a solid date, hopefully by the end of this week. But we do have Tim Ripper Owens on the hook for a return visit to Tulsa Music Stream. It's just going to be a fluid date. We think it's going to be later in September. So we're keeping that event out there. We're, we've moved the date to later in September. That is not a solid date yet. But he will be back on with us, and he's a great guest. You guys remember his first appearance on here. Fun guy, super entertaining. So stick around because we are just uh, keeping the party train moving, trying to book as many of these awesome artists we can. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of work that goes into it. I want to thank you guys. I saw some people sent some stars earlier. That stuff really makes a difference and helps. You know, we uh, we have to go out and buy new cords. New Sometimes we have to replace cameras or lights. They burn out. Stuff you don't even see. But when you send us the stars or you send a donation to our cash app, Tulsa Music Stream, we take that money and we put it back into the stream because we really want to grow this thing and make it more professional all the time. Yeah. So thank you for your support. And the same goes for our YouTube channel. Um, you can send us a super chat. You can send us um, super thanks. And um, I believe there's super, super picks or super... I forget what they, what it's called. Anyway, we got a, uh, some super stuff that you can send out, super. and that will help us. That was help uh, help us out as well. It will. And we we actually have some people that are, were in the chat room on our YouTube channel, and we appreciate you, uh, Sean Lane, uh, Chris Mizuno, 
And uh, thank you guys for uh, hanging out. Kevin Smith, oh, Tulsi yeah. Music Extreme, Smooth Up In Ya on YouTube. Thank you guys so much, man. We're uh, trying to build this thing. And um, just the, the bigger it gets, the better more rock stars we'll have on our show and, and the more we'll be able to stream so we are looking forward to uh the future for this show yep. and and just hope it just keeps building but it, you know what it all starts with you guys it's it you guys that helps us so we really appreciate it we try to we go live on twitter we go live on youtube facebook and twitch which we don't really know much about twitch to be honest with you but we will also upload everything onto all all of our podcasts uh uh, platforms as well so we do appreciate it and thank you guys so much i also want to say thank you to everyone who's gotten in here and wished me happy birthday this was such a great way to spend spend a birthday i mean dang you know 30 years ago if you would have said yeah when you turn 49 you're gonna interview mark tory and, and i'd be like what what are you talking about great way to spend a birthday it was awesome thank you yeah. i appreciate happy you birthday and- you're a good one, and I appreciate uh, your love and support, and it's been a, a great day, and we'll have some more uh, uh, a great birthday dinner with Mom tomorrow, and then uh, Rocket Science is at River Spirit this Saturday night. Come on out and see us rock and roll. This Saturday, River yeah, Spirit. Absolutely. Five o'clock somewhere bar. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. We will see you on Tuesday, September 5th, when we talk to Carlos Cavazzo. Don't miss that one. Have a great night. Thanks for watching Tulsa Music Stream. We'll see you soon.